back here to be in a place, um, Penang Trinity, that spoke so much life into my, into my life. And I want to thank uh, Reverend Ronald for his invitation and also for MW for extending the invitation uh, to me to speak to you this morning. Shall we pray? Father, we give you thanks for this morning and as we look at your word that speaks about friendship, we pray, Lord, that uh, your word would inspire us to truly be a friend that is according to your will. We commit this time into your hands and we pray, Lord, that you will be with us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. I'd like to begin by asking us a question, and the question is, how do you spell friendship? Anyone? F-R-I-E-N-D-S-H-I-P, yeah. What essentially I'm asking is, what the, or what the question is essentially asking is, how do we define or express friendship? And I found this definition, or rather this expression, in a book that I was recently reading. And the title of the book is The Treasure of a Friend. And it was written by John Maxwell. And this is how friendship is spelled in that book, according to John Maxwell. Okay, can you see? This is how uh, the book spells friendship. It's F forgive each other, R, refresh each other, I, invest in each other, E, encourage each other, N, nurture each other, D, depend on each other, S, share with each other, H, help each other, I, inspire each other, and P, pray for each other. You know, as I look at this description, or rather this expression of friendship, I see so much beauty in it. But as much as I see that there is so much beauty in it, this description frightens me because in order for us to be a friend to each other, okay, it's, it's both ways, huh? both ways, be a friend to each other, based on this description, it takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of patience, it takes a lot of strength and perseverance, and it takes commitment. And there was this story that was told of a friendship that pretty much spoke some of these descriptions here. There was this, this story goes like this, there was this a university student who had two major final exams uh, in, in the morning. It was her last two papers, and both papers were scheduled back to back on the same morning. And this poor girl just could not keep up with the revisions that she had to do. The amount of study material that she had to cover for both of the papers were massive, and she just cannot afford not to do well in both of these papers. So she only had one choice, and that one choice is to study through 
the night without sleeping. And so while she was like, you know, neck deep in her books, her phone suddenly rang at midnight. At midnight. It was her best friend checking in on her to see how she was coping at midnight, right, at midnight. And after talking to her best friend and after praying together through the phone, they put down the phone and she went back to studying. And she was very surprised that the phone rang again after one hour. It was her best friend again, the same person, calling to cheer her and to make sure that she was still awake. In fact, this wonderful friend called every hour throughout the night just to make sure that she was awake studying. As the night wore on, she kept going and going, this girl. And the only thing that was encouraging her was the thought that her friend will soon be calling her and to encourage her. By the time morning came, she has almost finished whatever revision that she needs to do and she was ready to take the exam. Friends, this is just one story of a beautiful friendship. You know, just like this story, there are many other stories that people have written and shared about friendship. Many people have written many quotes about friendship. And the Bible has so much to say about friendships as well. The book of Proverbs has so much to teach us about friendship. And for example, if you take for example... Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. You know, this proverb makes it clear to us that true friendship is based on love, because only love will endure the tests that friends experience as they go through life together. Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. This proverb tells us that it is possible to have many companions, but no real friends. And there are also proverbs that caution us about choosing our friends. You know, we need to be careful in choosing our friends. If you take, for example, Proverbs 12, 26, which says, the righteous shall choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You know, there are many more verses in the book of Proverbs that speaks and teaches us about friendship. But for today, we will look at just one verse that is taken from Proverbs chapter 27, verses 17, which says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The New Living Translation, the New Living Translation puts it in this way. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And today is MW Sunday. 
and this is the team as iron sharpens iron. But this topic of friend, on friendship is not just, I believe, is not just catered for the women. It is not just for the women, but it is also for the men as well. It is for everybody. It is for both um, young and old, uh, men and women, because God created us social beings. You know, the this, this social aspect of a human being, the social aspect of our lives is one of God's great gifts uh, for us. You know, the fact that we are able to be a friend and have a friend is a gift from God. It is God's grace in our lives. And this precious gift ought to improve, ought to improve for the very good purpose for which God imparted it uh, in the first place. You know, it's, it's important, it is important to have well-formed uh, friendships because the very person that we admit into our lives, we are essentially admitting into the formation of our lives. You know, the very person that we call friend, you know, we admit into our lives, we are essentially admitting into the formation of our lives. And perhaps that is the reason why Proverbs caution us about being careful in choosing our friends because whether we are aware of it or not, a friend has this unique ability to influence. A friend has this ability to inspire to, or to impact or even to change our lives. And that is exactly what Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, the proverb that we are looking at this morning. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. The word sharpen may sound very scary, and some of you who saw that whatever that was posted last night uh, with the knife on top of my head, uh, it's, it's not so scary. Okay? It's basically, this is what it means. Huh? To, to sharpen it essentially means to effect, to inspire, to impact, to stimulate, to encourage, to guide, and to change. And therefore, sharpening one another has to happen in the context of a friendship, not just in the context of a friendship, but in the context of a relationship, and as well as in the context of a community life. It is not just one person sharpening the other, but rather it is a mutual action, okay? As iron sharpens iron, it's, it's mutual, it is both ways, and it is of the same nature, because only an iron can sharpen an iron, and likewise, only a person can sharpen a person, and only a friend can sharpen a fellow friend. So it is of the same nature. So we may want to ask ourselves the question then, which aspect of my life should a friend have influence upon? Because many a times we are quite selective with regards to which area of our lives that we are willing to be vulnerable. So which aspect of our lives should we allow uh, ourselves 
to be sharpened. Okay, if you check the different translations, we will get a clue. The contemporary English version says, as iron sharpens iron, friends sharpen the mind of each other. I believe this verse was the one that was uh, projected uh, just now. As iron sharpens iron, friends sharpen the mind of each other. The International Standard Version says, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens a friend's character. Okay. American Standard Version says, iron sharpened iron, so a man sharpened the countenance of his friend. God's Word Translation says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens the wits of another. So if we are to ask this question, which aspect of our lives should we allow to be sharpened, then these different translations of the same verse kind of gives us a clue. You know, it is our mind which involves our thought life. It is our character which, which is basically the quality of life that we live, our traits um, which is our behavior, uh, our countenance which is, which is our appearance and the way we express ourselves, and it is our wits and our perceptions. Does it look scary or not? If I look at it, right? To me personally, as I was preparing this, I look at these different translations and what it says, I can't help but to feel overwhelmed because this is basically, this is basically almost everything of our lives. Everything of our lives. But that is what the Proverbs tells us about friendship. A friend who loves and cares enough will see to it that he or she not only sharpens one another in all these aspects of life, but that he or she allows themselves to go through the same sharpening. You know, you've got to remember that you know, sharpening each other is a mutual action. It is both ways and it is of the same nature. And with this in mind, allow me to very quickly share with you three things about the nature of sharpening one another. The first, sharpening one another involves trusting and being vulnerable to one another. See, the element of trust is crucial if we are to influence one another. Trust is required in any given relationship or friendship. It is the ability to trust and be trusted that can take a friendship deeper. You know, and for a friendship to go deeper, then one needs to feel safe in the presence of another person. If I may ask you and myself, of course, this question, do we have a friend right now in our lives where we can feel safe with? A friend whom we can entrust our lives to, a friend that not only sees the good in us, but sees the good, the bad, and the ugly in us without condemnation. 
you know, friends, we, you know, myself included, uh, myself included, we, we are all broken people. Okay? In one way or another, we have experienced some form of rejection, some form of comparison, you know, being compared to, uh, some form of judgment, uh, some form of hurt, some form of betrayal, some form of pain. There are just so much brokenness in a human life. And that's why if we want to sharpen one another, it not only involves uh, trust, it also involves being vulnerable with one another. You know, being able to trust and being able to be vulnerable is the two sides of the same coin. You know, in a sense, uh, without trust, one would not dare to be vulnerable with another person. So if you look at your outline, the first question that I put there in the outline is, how do we then cultivate trust in our friendships? You see, my dear friends, one of the fundamental needs of a human heart is the need to be heard, the need to be listened, the need to just be authentic and the need to just be genuine, the need to just be you and the need for me to just be me. And therefore, we begin to cultivate trust when we begin to pay attention to one another. We not only pay attention to what the person has to say, but we pay attention to the person taking into consideration the background that the person comes from and from where the person is coming from. It's sharing with you the struggles of her or his life. You know, I, I, because besides the need to be heard, there is also this need to be noticed and this need to be embraced. You know, I came across this very interesting phrase from a preacher that I invited to my church back in Living Hope. It was just about a few weeks back, and he used this phrase, okay, that preacher whom I invited, he, he used this phrase called redemptive listening. The word redemptive you know, just caught my attention so much because honestly, it really brought a lot of comfort uh, to me. And this is exactly what we experience when we have our conversations with God. God listens to us in order to redeem us. Likewise, when we listen to each other, we listen with the whole purpose of wanting to redeem the person. You see, the opposite of redeem is to condemn. So it makes the whole process of sharpening one another easier when our friends know that our intention is to redeem and not to condemn. And I believe that when that moment happens, the ability to trust one another deepens. Sharpening one another involves trusting and being vulnerable with each other. The second thing that I would like to share about sharpening one another is that sharpening one another requires us to be intentional with each other. 
we need to intentionally reach out if we want to have a friendship that sharpens each other. And one of the ways is to reach out to someone who has journeyed a little bit further in life. And because this relationship, or rather this friendship, is both ways, it will also mean that we could reach out to someone who is younger, whom you can encourage, motivate, inspire, in another word, uh, sharpen. So friendships are both ways. It is intergenerational. So I, I was watching this series of teaching that was focusing on biblical friendship. Okay. Uh, DUMC, if you know DUMC, has, uh, has this something like an online uh, library uh, called uh, Right Now Media. And this series on friendship was in that online library. So I, I was watching it in preparation for this. And in it, okay, in that series, huh, in it, there was this lady who was uh, sharing a real-life experience, okay, real-life experience. And she says that when her husband was still a student, uh, he had this couple, this couple, who was mentoring him, right, was mentoring him. And when he wanted to get serious with her, wanting to get married and all, he thought that, you know, it would be good if, if this lady, this lady who is saying, sharing this story, this lady meets this couple who was his mentor. And so they met and they shared their lives together. And this couple, the mentor couple, huh? the mentor couple had two young children, okay? One of them, their name is Rachel, and she was 13 years old, this couple's daughter. Now, after some years, after some years, this child, this girl, Rachel, who was then 13, she reached out to this lady, who was the mentee of her parents, huh? reached out to this lady because Rachel has now reached a stage in her life where she was now in a relationship and herself and she was going to get married. And so she reached out to her knowing that this lady who was, you know, who, who at least there's this 10 years, 10 years difference, huh? 10 years difference, has 10 years ahead of her and she would be able to help her through and she was able to share her experiences about, you know, marriage, about having children, about raising toddlers, and also about miscarriage. And what was interesting for me is that as I hear this story, Rachel, who is much younger, 10 years difference, and much younger than her, could in return speak life into this lady. It's both ways, okay? You know, this story teaches us that friendships are never a one-way street. You know, it, it is not a top-down kind of thing, you know, top-down kind of thing. That's why it's called friendship, life. If it is from top-down, it's called dictatorship, right? We are called to be friends. We are not called to be dictators. So church, you know, Trinity Penang, you are blessed with people who have been through different stages of life. You know, you have the seniors who have various experiences in life. Go reach out to someone who is younger than you. You also have parents who have 
older children or teenagers, go reach out to par parents who have little children, you know, and share with them. And, and those of us who are younger, the younger ones, go reach out to the senior ones. You know, for example, go teach them how to use the computer. You know, trust me, it will bring life and color into their lives. I have seen it and it is true. You know, and by doing that, we become intentional in reaching out to one another, irregardless of the stages of life that we are in. Okay? The third and final thing that I would like to share about sharpening one another is that sharpening one another involves helping each other to grow into the likeness of Christ. There's this guy, John Bunyan. He wrote the classic, The, the Pilgrim's Progress. Okay? He also wrote the book, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners, okay, in that book. In that book, he recalls how he came to the Lord by just, by just overhearing the conversations of a group of village women enjoying fellowship. So there's this group of village women, they are just uh, chatting away and they are just having fellowship and he is hiding somewhere behind and he's listening to their conversation. And he, he shares that, you know, there was this, this group of ladies, this group of ladies, about three or four of them, they will sit together, they will sit together, and they will talk about the things of God. They will talk about, you know, new birth, they will talk about the work of God in their hearts, they will talk about God's promises, and they will talk about how they experience God's love in their lives, and, you know, they will... And they will also talk about the temptations that they face and how they overcome it. And so John Bunyan would draw near to listen to these conversations. Okay. And after that, he leaves them and goes about doing his work. But he says that their conversations goes with him. And he was greatly influenced by their conversation. Friends, do the conversations that we have with each other influence one another? Does the conversation that we have with each other sharpens one another? You know, sharpening one another involves helping each other to be more like Christ. And we can look at this, we can take this for example, you know, Galatians 5.22, in 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Are we helping one another to grow in these areas of our lives? You see, there must be a reason why we come together. We don't just come together because we want to come together. You know, suka suka, come together. You know, we, we come together and we want to encourage one another. We want to be intentional to sharpen one another. And we can take this, for example, and help each other to grow in these areas of our lives. The friendship that we pursue, my dear friends, the friendships that we pursue and the friendships that we admit 
into our lives needs to be able to promote growth. And I hope that in whatever stages of life that you may be in, you and I may be in at this moment, I hope that we would be intentional in reaching out to one another. And by doing that, we not only help others, but we help ourselves in the process. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray for your grace to be with us, that you will help us to truly um, be a friend, and that, Lord, that you will also bless our lives with friends that would sharpen us. Help us, Lord, to grow in this whole ministry of friendship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.